For those who haven't joined us before, the Genwell Project is a human connection movement whose mission is to make the world a happier and healthier place by reminding us all about the importance of face-to-face -face social connection and inspiring us to take action. Um, in these challenging times, there's no question, we need each other more than ever. And a quote that I heard recently, which I think is just so powerful, is the best medicine for people is people. And uh, I think we're learning that uh, quicker than ever before as we uh, find ourselves in our COVID-19 homes and uh, disconnected from one another for, you know, for lots of different reasons and the challenges we're facing. Uh, conversations is a series of conversations that we started about three, four weeks ago now. And really it's about bringing conversations like the one we're gonna have today with Vaughn um, that are important for people to hear so that they can stay connected to the issues, to the ideas, and to the people who will help us cope better through these challenging times, find the solutions, and build the resilience that will get us to the other side of uh, COVID-19 and beyond because uh, the challenges that we will face uh, won't end when we get through the health challenges, they'll, they'll continue on. So uh, today we are, uh, oh, actually, before I continue, I just want to say thank you to, certainly to uh, our volunteers, the people who step up and who uh, help us put our content out each day and who help us facilitate things like Connected Conversations. Without those volunteers being there and helping this campaign move forward, uh, we wouldn't be able to achieve what we have achieved. And we look forward to continuing to bring this uh, message forward to our community and to new people uh, each and every day. Today, we're absolutely uh, thankful to Yvonne Harding for uh, spending some time with us and being part of the conversation. Uh, Yvonne is the manager of resource development at the Assaulted Women's Helpline um and uh, and senior safety line she's a passionate she's passionate about issues pertaining to women and girls in her spare time she can be found walking giant dogs reading or playing hockey and yvonne is also an active volunteer in the lacrosse community wow i met you on a on a ball hockey rink so it sounds like uh you know those activities are something that's uh, a pretty common theme in your life yvonne Absolutely. Um, I sort of I'm feeling a little untethered at the moment with yeah. uh, without them um, as part of my life, but uh, can't wait for those to resume. Yeah, we had uh, we've had a couple. We had Christy Harold from the Toronto Sports Social Club. We had uh, Carrie Goulet, who's a former hockey player. And I played hockey three times a week, as you and I have talked about before. And I miss it. I miss the social aspect. I miss the activity, the exercise. It's just not the same when we can't get connected face to face. No, it's it's not. Um, but uh, you know, it's coming. Not tomorrow. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. not next week, but it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, and I think that so is. So in yeah, the meanwhile. Go ahead. Um, yeah, in the meantime, we you know you find other ways of keeping connected to those to those groups of individuals too, like the you know. Uh, my hockey team, we get together regularly so uh, so everybody can see each other, um, if not play. <laughs> that's, uh, that's an amazing approach, and I love the positive attitude because it really is our only solution right now is to control the things we can, and one of those great things is staying connected to those people who help us as we go through the ups and downs that, we, uh, that we'll all go through as we feel more disconnected in these challenging times. So... Um, 
so truly uh, great to have you here, Yvonne. I think the conversation we're about to have today is a critical one for people to hear and to understand. Um, I've been very fortunate in the, in the first few weeks, everybody that I've asked, you know, how are you doing? I think most people have become very conscious that not everybody's going through COVID-19 in, you know, a state of, of positiveness and, you know, all things uh, beautiful in their world. And, and frankly, whether you're a business owner, whether you've lost a job, whether you've got health concerns, um, it seems like we're all being connected and, and uh, challenged by COVID-19. So we start off our conversations each week or each day by asking our guests, how are you doing in COVID-19? Because uh, we want this to be personal. And we also want to let people know that even the people that are running organizations and supporting other people, they, they struggle too. So um, how are you coping with COVID-19 in your own world? Uh, you know, I, I think I'm sort of settling into a bit of a groove, um, a new groove. One, I'm not really, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really want this to become my new norm. But um, I, reaching out to, 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 as I said before, you know, trying to stay connected as much as possible to the to those groups of people that really, you know, energize me. Um, as uh, I love my family, but we're under the same roof. 24 7 and i know that um uh we all get a little sick of each other um all those annoying habits that uh that you usually get a bit of a respite from you no longer do um but more importantly it's just you know it's you know i think people are trying to stay so positive and sometimes yeah you got to remember to just let go and just let a little of the uh frustration out too um, and have those honest conversations to say, this was a really crappy day. I can't wait for this all to be over. Um, and find whether it's going out for uh, a walk, um, taking the dog, uh, going out for, I call them runs, but really they're more like shuffles these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to be optimistic. Um, but whatever it is that you need to just kind of, all right, you know, get away from it, step outside for a few little, few minutes or and just kind of find a just regroup um and uh, i think it's important to really acknowledge that it's not all roses and sunshine even if you're trying to stay positive yeah i think it's such a great uh, great comment and uh we've had uh, two or three psychologists uh you know happiness experts psychologists workplace <laughs> mental health people on the show and I think the common theme from all of them is it's okay to not feel normal right now. Um, we're all going through the ups and downs and I think acknowledging it as you suggest uh, is important and, and sharing that knowledge with your friends and family and saying, yeah, you know, as you say, it wasn't a great day because that's how our, our friends and family can support us and, and mm -hmm. put some perspective around it by highlighting the things that did go well or the things that will go well tomorrow uh, for all of us. So uh, I think that's a great perspective. Is there one thing that you've, uh, you know, I guess it's the family. So how are you finding the time? Is it getting outside and going for a walk, going for that shuffle? That's how you're coping? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I've always also, I've been a big reader. So, uh, you know, setting aside times to, uh, to read my, my other little escape. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, um, it just being able to, you know, 
pick up the phone, text someone, um, how are you doing? You got a few minutes. Um, and just being able to find a couple of minutes to laugh during the day that, uh, uh, you know, keep us all real. I love it. Great, uh, great coping strategy for us all to, to learn from. Um, all right. So now into the topic we're here to talk about today, one that I think will awaken and uh, provide some perspective for people that uh, it, it's more challenging for some people than others as we go through COVID-19. Uh, Yvonne, can you tell us a little more about the Assaulted Woman's Helpline? Sure. Um, maybe a little bit of the history and what did, you know, what you do, or I, I'm going to say what you did. I'm sure you still do this and more, but pre-COVID-19, what was, what was the role of the Assaulted Woman's Helpline uh, each and every day? So um, the helpline has been around for almost 35 years now. Um, we are a provincial crisis line for um, any woman in Ontario who is experiencing abuse um, or has past experience with abuse. Um, so I, they can call, some require emotional support. So, you know, we're, we've always had people on a, on a spectrum of need. Um, some people are looking for information and referrals and some people are in a more crisis situation. So we have um, trained counselors um, to uh, be there to um, listen um, and help work through what options are available to the women who are calling our lines. So we typically get just under 50,000 calls annually to the helpline. What we're seeing right now is um, we've certainly had an increase in calls. Um, we've had an increase in people trying to reach the line who can't get through, which is um, disconcerting. And uh, we're seeing a, uh, I want to say, the, I think the word that's been used by many of the counselors that I've spoken with is a heaviness. There's just, there's an intensity and a heaviness to the calls that just weren't there pre-COVID. Um, we're having a lot of people who are calling the line for the first time. Uh, you know, they may have been able to cope pre-COVID, uh, have outlets to go um, in the community, be able to speak. Uh, see a friend, have their children go off to school, have their partner go out of the house or that or you know for them they may be going out of the house and that's that's no longer available. So a lot of the outlets um, that gave people that that break, that opportunity to um, regroup, uh, those those no longer exist um, or they're a lot harder to access. I don't want to say they they don't just exist, no longer exist, but some of them are really difficult to access now. Um, and we've also seen um, an escalation in the, uh, the situation. So not to, be, you know, verbal abuse, emotional abuse is really challenging and really hard on the person's spirit and on their um, self-worth and self-esteem. We've seen some of those relationships now cross the line between verbal and emotional abuse to physical, to more physical abuse and people really feeling threatened. So, um, you know, the, and that's, that is really worrisome. So those are the types of calls that are coming through more frequently than before. 
Wow, that's uh, yeah. it, it's it's probably it's probably not surprising that when when you when you put people in the same house twenty four hours a day, that anything that was not going well or where there were pressures and stresses already, that it's probably not a surprise that you know that increase. And I, I hear a lot of people referring to cabin fever right now. You know, it doesn't right. matter. You know, when you talked about uh, your family and certainly within our family, you know, the challenge is when you, we, we, we have never spent this much time no. in confined spaces with the same people. It must only increase the intensity of the emotions and the reactions uh, of, of people. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, personal safety is really, really becoming much more of an issue and not feeling like you have, where do you go? Like, who do you turn to The you know, public spaces are most of them are closed down now. So there's, there's the, the, the options are reduced for a number of people. Um, the other, um, you know, you add to it the economic woes, uh, you know, a lot of people are losing jobs. Um, a lot of people are, um, you know, now having to try and teach their kids at school. You know, there's all these additional pressures that are creating stresses that, um, in a healthy environment, are are challenging. And you have your days, um, but if you're already in an, an unhealthy relationship and and uh, something that's precarious, it really the fissures just open up. It's interesting, you know, we look at the, you know, I, I'm in Toronto, you're in Toronto. Um, we look at what's happening south of the border and the pressure, and I think Saskatchewan has already started to open. And today I know there was a few more openings in Ontario. Um, I think a lot of us only think of op the opening, the approval to actually uh, go out again as a business uh, impact and uh, that it's going to, you know, get us, get our economy moving again. But getting people outside, there was a great article in the Globe and Mail this morning about the importance of getting people back outside. And I don't think most people think about this situation and how important it is for us to actually start opening our doors and coming outside because it gives people, A, that escape. And I think my question is really in the context of, you know, you're the helpline but getting people outside and seeing one another, the role that each of us can play in each other must be really important uh, when you are counseling people, or even if you wanted to share something with our audience, like what can we do to help people if they can't get through to the, the, the helpline, or maybe they actually weren't able to, you know, sneak away to make a call or make contact. What can we as friends, as family, as neighbors, as colleagues, what could we do to help and support people right now as we go through COVID-19? Well, I mean, this whole human connection um, movement is so critical and so important because the, you know, the intent behind it is to reach out, to, to show support for someone, to have that meaningful conversation. So if you are at all concerned about someone, if there's someone you haven't seen, they're just, they've dropped off their networks, or you know, maybe you knew that the situation was tenuous beforehand, it's really important to connect with them, um, to send them a text, to drop off something at the door, follow you through to say, hey, did you get that? Can we 
go for a, you know, a, a, a walk and keep our six feet apart. Um, can we have a regular touch point so that I know that you are okay? Um, and, you know, there's, you've probably seen, um, there's a lot of, uh, articles and, and social media out there with, you know, create a sign and, and those can work as long as both parties know the meaning of the sign. Um, so, uh, you need to you like understand, a, you mean like a specific signal, uh, whether or it's a, cold a, word a cold or a word. signal, yeah. but, but, it, but it's important to know what the intent behind that is for the woman, because, um, simply, you know, uh, there's a lot of research that shows that any time a person is trying to leave a relationship is one of the most dangerous times for a woman. Um, and a lot of tragedy has ensued at, at those points in time um, as a way because somebody is spinning out of control. Um, so it doesn't always mean calling 911. It doesn't always mean it, uh, getting outside intervention. But it might mean I need you to come by. I need you to do something. And it's important to work that to to know what um, what will what her safe and her family safe. Um, but as a but to know that maybe something isn't all right today. Maybe I need more from you. Um, there's been a lot of great campaigns about bystander no more. And I think this is one of those periods of time where we really need to be aware of what others need um, and, and the importance of um, you know, being in your home. You don't need to be isolated. You don't want people to feel alone and afraid and feel like they can't reach out in some capacity. Yeah, I think, you know, the powerful, you know, certainly as part of this, we want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you, phone number, email, uh, contact, uh, website, all those things. But I think it's just the general, even this conversation and raising the general consciousness of the things that might be going on in people's lives, in families, and behind the four walls that we, you know, tend to hide ourselves in and had been doing for, frankly, for decades. We built bigger houses with in-home <laughs> movie theaters and you know, all the things that kept us, you know, almost isolated on our own because we, we've right. done it to ourselves. And now in these times of crisis, what we're re really waking up to is and hopefully helping people, helping educate people on is we do need each other, whether that's for our own health and happiness or helping that uh, is helping somebody else. I have heard um, I've heard, you know, secondhand stories from people who say, you know, young people who've reached out to a friend and said, when this is done, I'm out of this relationship. So, you know, I've heard that in China that there was increased divorce. And I have heard from a lawyer in Toronto that he's busier than he's ever been as people are filing for divorce. So, you know, this time is having a great impact on people. And if we can raise the general consciousness of society, just to think about those people who might be struggling and that those are the people we, we our campaign on Genwell weekend and and now throughout COVID is just one more. Just think about that one more person that you could reach out to, who might you might make a difference in their day or maybe in their life by just having right. a conversation. So uh, tell me, tell me uh, right now, 
what what services can uh, you know what what service can, can people get from the hotline are you still able to do all the things that you did pre-covid obviously we can't get out of our houses for the most part so i uh, yes um in a you know succinctly yes we can still do it we're we're a 24 7 crisis line yeah. so we are still our you know our counselors are there round the clock um able to provide um whatever supports are required so i we we've had an increased demand in calls with people looking to get out of the home into uh, a women's shelter those are challenging. There's not um, uh, physical, physical distancing requirements, meaning that some shelters can't accommodate as many women. Um, a lot of shelters were already at capacity beforehand. So um, that's challenging. But what our counselors are, are able to do is work through safety plans with women to say, okay, this is what you need to do to keep yourself safe. If, if you're worried that you need to leave the home in a hurry what do you need to do um so and and everybody's situation is a little bit different so uh we do have sometimes we have someone calling on behalf of a friend and, and trying to work through a plan for them it's really even if it's a short call it's so important for the woman to call so that we know what she wants what her out you know what's her desired outcome and what her situation is so that we're giving the best possible advice um we are in the uh we're looking to try and get uh online counseling up and running during this time as well um so that's you know fingers crossed we can get that up soon because we also know it's really hard to make those phone calls um finding a safe space uh we've had people calling from bathrooms from closets uh, their partner has gone out to um do groceries or to take the garbage out and they have this short possible window and they're they're using it um, we are trying to increase our staff uh, we we should be doing that shortly just to be able to open up more lines um, because we've seen we usually have we call a drop rate of about three percent and those are people calling and they unable to get through or you know the call is disconnected it just abruptly ends for whatever reason um, we've seen that rise to 20 percent so we're uh we're really quite concerned about who is not able to get through at this point in time um uh, but I, I think it's you know getting our number out there and i'll make sure that i i share that with you um but getting our number out there and knowing how to reach us and knowing that um we can provide the emotional support. We can provide you with shelter options. We can provide you with safety planning um, and, uh, and help identify what's available to you in your community. So let's stop right now. Let's start, let's give out the numbers. Let's give out the email addresses, uh, give out the website. We'll do it again at the end, but let's, let's do it in case anybody can benefit from it right now. So the toll-free number is one eight six six eight six three zero five. Um, so that's available twenty four seven across the province. Uh, anyone calling from the GTA can call four one six eight six three zero five one one. And the number for the senior safety line um, 
because we uh, we have about another 10,000 call that line annually um, is 1-866-299-0111. Our website is www.awhl.org. And uh, Yvonne, when we talk about the helpline, is it seniors in crisis, uh, uh, in uh, assault situations, or is it really more of a senior support line? It's both. Um, So we, yes. So um, we've we've seen a pretty dramatic increase on that on those lines as well. Um, A. And and those calls are we've had calls from uh, you know family members and caregivers who are really worried about a senior who is on their own, um, and uh, you know maybe some of the supports that they were used to, they're unable to access, so they want to find out um, you know information about groceries and um, care support and. Um, uh, different community supports that they might, uh, medication, different community supports that are available. And then we also have um, the abuse calls on, on there. Um, uh, and there's a lot of, um, you, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the articles previous, pre-COVID with financial abuse and people and seniors often being taken advantage of. Um, we have had stories on the line with people calling. They've given their credit card or, or banking information to someone they thought they could trust, only to find out that that person has done way more than the groceries. Um, so, you know, we will uh, counselors will be able to connect them to you know the steps that to immediately um, protect themselves, but also towards how to you know go about um, recouping and what what other steps they, they need to take. And then there, there are sad situations, too, with families that, uh, you know, they're not so functional. Um, and uh, there's a lot of neglect and abuse out there amongst the senior population, too. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting comment. Uh, the Genwell Project, our, our initial mission was to get people connected before the next crisis. And the point was, is that building that network of support around you before the crisis comes is always a lot easier um, because when you get into the crisis, they're already there for you. And when I think of, uh, and I think one of the beautiful things that will come out of this is the fact that you can see greater empathy and compassion for one another because we're going through this together. And I was looking the other day to see, you know, how could you get a police check done and there is a service out of Ottawa that can do it in 24 hours that would allow us to, you know, free up, not free up, but uh, make more people available to support those that are struggling. And frankly, I don't know if it could work in the assaulted woman's uh, helpline, but more importantly, I think in this conversation is about the, the seniors and just saying, look, is there somebody who could help that senior who's lonely, who's struggling, who's been abused financially or physically or whatever the situation may be. But it's, uh, you know, unfortunately we had to raise the awareness to get more people to maybe step up. 
which I think this will come from COVID-19. But secondly, it's getting people in place before we get into the crisis. Because when you're in the crisis, we're all struggling trying to figure out the balance Mm -hmm. and the routine and, you know, what what, what is the new normal going to look like? So uh, it's a, it's a challenging time, but it's great to know that you guys have a hotline for, for both of those. I didn't actually even know uh, you shared with me uh, this morning about the seniors or in your bio about the seniors line. So, you know, I know that there's a lot of concern out there right now for seniors. Obviously, the health issue is probably right. priority number one, but there's so much more that we can be doing to support the those that are the, the elders in our in our in our world who probably have more wisdom to share with us if we actually spent more time with them to start. Well, and, you know, thinking about our earlier conversation this morning about, you know, if there is a silver lining um, in any of this, uh, it is that some of these issues that, you know, we've been dealing with um, in terms of abuse for 35 years, um, you know, usually it's once, twice a year that they become a focal point. And um, I, I think I've seen more articles written about domestic violence in the past uh, four weeks than I have um, certainly in the past two years. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a greater um, awareness and uh, hopefully it, it starts to, you know, it will lead to national strategies to better support those in abusive situations, to um, address issues of violence against women, to support seniors in not just health, but in terms of that, that loneliness and the neglect that um, it, too many have to deal with. Well, somebody, um, and uh, sorry, the thing holding up my uh, phone uh, doesn't allow me to see their name, but uh, somebody just did, said thank you for raising the consciousness about uh, the financial abuse that seniors are, uh, are taking. And I think it's an important uh, uh, gender-based violence is a public health emergency from, uh, from I think, the same person. And that's uh, amazing to see that we are raising the consciousness. And I couldn't agree with you more. And, and whether it's uh, about seniors, whether it's about uh, assaulted uh, women uh, in re- you know, any type of relationship. And I think if I go back to the root, which is uh, you know, loneliness and isolation, which creates a lot of anxiety, not only uh, in the person who's abused, but the person that does the abuse. When we don't have those support networks, you know, those things lead to us you know, doing things that, you know, let's hope that most of us are born thinking that we would be violent towards another human being. But we go through life and we face these anxieties, stresses, pressures, maybe mental health in some cases. And if we all could create a more empathetic, caring community and, and society that has strategies on some of these key issues that we might be able to play, and this is what the general wants to be, a more preventative uh, approach to keeping people happy and healthy and safe and secure throughout their life, whether they're young or old, whether they're male or female, whether they're rich or poor, whether they're a new Canadian, old Canadian. I think we're all better off if we create the society that makes people feel welcome and belong belonging uh, each and every mm-hmm. day, just not when they're in the crisis and everybody runs forward to help. Right. I, I think, you know, another thing that is coming out of this um, situation is, 
you know, just recognition of how important social supports are and social services that this, you know, they're, they're essential. Um, we need them for our, our well-being and um, at every stage of life. Um, but it's, it's just, you know, you, you're talking, I think it's National Belonging Day or something sometime this week. Um, uh, but, you know, to know that um, uh, you matter is is so important and and you know pre um the the kind of heaviness of some of the calls we had in you know a lot of times our counselors would hear it's so like what mattered most to them was to know that somebody thought they were worth talking to and that that reinforced that they mattered um because you know too often in those emotionally abusive situations you know you're you're self-esteem is just whittled away um and we can't you know we, there's a lot of emphasis on the violent side we can't forget about the emotional component and how damaging that is yeah no question and and here's a great statement to the work that you do and to the power of having conversations that connect people to the issues uh, mpp jill andrew who's uh uh in the opposition Hi, jill. Part. yeah obviously okay you guys know each other because you know this is the important reason to have these conversations is to increase the awareness for you know this issue again whether it's the assaulted women's hotline and letting people know about it or uh or the seniors hotline and, and supporting both of those communities who may be struggling during these challenging times so we talked about the silver lining um let's give let's give out the 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 different ways that people can get a hold of you one more time yvonne and then I want to wrap up with one final question um, before we uh, before we we end off our our amazing live conversation today. So, uh, best way for people to get a hold of the Women's Assault Helpline and also for the Seniors Helpline. Okay, so the best number to call for the Assaulted Women's Helpline is one eight six six eight six three zero five one one. And that's a toll-free, 24-7, it's anonymous, confidential. Um, and for the seniors, 1-866-299-0111. Enough ones? <laughs> Sorry, let me say that again, just because I kind of <laughs> got myself confused on my ones. Um, 1-866-299-0111. That's um, awesome. And uh, yeah, so but those um, are the best ways to reach us. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's incredible, uh, incredible work that you guys are doing. And we're so proud to have you as a charity partner of the Genwell Project. You know, our mission is, is not to be another cause, but be a catalyst that actually reminds people about the importance of human connection. And that's why we, we consider ourselves the aggregator of good, telling stories about the organizations like yours, that are doing great work and helping people. Uh, we just want to catalyze people around the idea of the simple action of getting connected with somebody else can potentially play a preventative uh, role in, in the conversation we're having today, but more importantly, keeping everybody happier mm -hmm. and healthier in a society that's more connected, more empathetic, more caring, healthier, all the things that, uh, that I think we all strive for. So I have one last question, Yvonne, because I think it's so important for us to, to shine the light, to, to see where the future is. And, and our question always is to all of our guests is, 
when this is over, whatever that is, and you get the chance to go out and get connected, what do you want to do? And what's the first thing you're going to do when somebody opens the door and says, you can go out and connect with whoever want, wherever you want, whatever you want to do, what are you going to do? Well, I am going to make sure that I go out to see my parents because that's got to be a priority. Um, but the other thing, I have a wonderful neighbor down the road for too long. We've gone, we're going to get together and have that glass of wine. And we're all getting busy. We're busy. I'm marching down the street with bottle in hand and two glasses, and we're going to have that glass of wine. That is, uh, that is the general project aspiration to every neighbor who says, <laughs> no, uh, we should get together. We should get together. And, Too many uh, we should get togethers. I've, had, uh, I, I've got a plot for another friend who's down in the States. Uh, we're going hiking as soon as, you know, borders open up. So, no, I, it, too many, um, you know, next time, next time. And this is reinforced that you just stop waiting. Just I do think, it. I wrote, a, I wrote a little article for a local community newspaper recently, and it was called, the title was just If Only. If only we had the time, we'd go hang out with our friends, our family. We'd go have that drink with our neighbor. And finally, you know, when we talk about silver linings, I think all of us, whether it's, you know, you may still be working at home, you may still be doing what you were doing before, but there's less drive time. There's less even to go have meetings. You don't have to, whether it's at a coffee shop or whatever, we all should be able to find a few more minutes. And we've now all been given permission to use technology like we're doing mm -hmm. today to reach out to one another. So whether it's a virtual coffee or drink, whether it's a, a dinner party where you've got, uh, whether you're using Zoom or you're using house party, um, there is an opportunity like never before to build those healthy relationships, supplement them now till the time we can get back together like you just described. And, uh, and those are two great examples of what, uh, what we're gonna do when we all get through this is go and spend time with the people that mean the most with us. So absolutely. Um, Yvonne, thank you so much for sharing what you guys are working on. Uh, I hope everybody uh, has enjoyed the conversation, but more importantly, been enlightened about the importance of uh, human connection and reaching out and supporting one another during these challenging times, because you truly might just save a life. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great uh, chatting with you as always, but to, to be able to bring some awareness to these, to these issues because uh, it, you know, this is one of those times where connection truly can save someone. Um, so I'm just going to say the numbers one more time. Yeah. Um, uh, Assaulted Women's Helpline, 1-866-863-0511. Senior Safety Line, 1-866-299-1011. Awesome. And, oh, if Jill, yeah. and if Jill's still on there, Jill, let's do an Instagram Live and talk about what you're standing up for in the provincial parliament and uh, and let's start uh, creating the conversation amongst the political uh, folks about the importance of human connection we'd love to love to have you on so and if uh, Yvonne knows you she can throw in a plug for uh, the, the good work we're doing as well so. my my MPP yay Joe oh nice awesome all right well Yvonne have a great day thank you for doing the work you do and uh, may we all stay safe stay healthy and uh, and stay connected okay have a great day thanks, thanks Pete friend. Bye-bye. Bye for now.